Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Takes a shot, runs into the box, shot, score! It's time. For Atlanta Soccer Tonight. Tune in as Jason Longshore gives you insight and analysis on the beautiful game, including headlines from around the world of soccer. Rebound, score! This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight, brought to you by Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to Moe's. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Jason Longshore. Let's kick it, Atlanta soccer tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm Jason Longshore. Welcome to our weekly show covering soccer in Atlanta and beyond. We'll be live on Monday nights, usually 11 o'clock, but sometimes in a slightly different slot, depending on what's on the 92.9 The Game calendar. You can always get the download if you subscribe to the Off the Woodwork podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, it'll be ready for you in the morning on Tuesdays. It's year seven of Atlanta United. That's still crazy to me. That still kind of blows my mind. We're 33 days away from Atlanta United kicking off the 2023 Major League Soccer season against the San Jose Earthquakes at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're less than a week away from the first preseason game that you will be able to listen to live on 92.9 The Game Saturday afternoon. Pre-game coverage starts at 2.30. We'll have a full-time report just like usual after the game. We're going to talk tonight about some things to expect in that game just up I-75 in Chattanooga, Tennessee against Chattanooga FC of the NISA NISA. We'll talk a little bit about them in our next segment. We get caught up on all the kind of off-season news as well, and it's been a busy one as of late for Atlanta United. We'll look at the roster, where things stand, really with the big news from last week. Joseph Martinez, no longer a member of Atlanta United. He will be playing down south in Fort Lauderdale for Inter-Miami. And we also found out last week that Atlanta United is going to see Inter-Miami one extra time in the League's Cup. Some of you might be asking, what is the League's Cup? We'll get into that tonight as well. But Joseph Martinez leaving, I mean, that's the big story. We'll talk more about this as we go tonight because it affects a lot of different things. But kind of where I wanted to to start with is really what Joseph has meant and what he has, has done in Atlanta. He's been a transcendent superstar in this town. I mean, you're talking about six years, and yes, I know the last two were injury-riddled. 2020, we only saw CONCACAF Champions League and about 60 minutes of the game in Nashville. 2021, we didn't know going into 2021 the extent of the knee injury and all the complications that came from 
you know, the follow-ups to that. We didn't know what Joseph Martinez was in 2021, and he wasn't 100%. 2022, we found out after game number five that he needed more work on his knee, another follow-up procedure. And it took him a while, really most of the season, to get to where he was contributing in a big way. And that was off the bench. And he wasn't happy with that. I don't think anybody was happy with the way that 2022 ended when you're talking about Joseph Martinez and Atlanta United. That's why last week's news was not a big surprise. I think we all kind of saw it coming. Doesn't mean it wasn't sad, though. Doesn't mean it won't still be sad. Doesn't mean it won't be sad to see Joseph Martinez playing in pink for Inter Miami. It's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. Um, I'm curious to see how they're going to use him, by the way, because they just paid a fairly large transfer for Leonardo Campana to be there on a regular basis. The Ecuadorian international coming over from Wolves on a permanent deal now. It's two forwards. I'm curious to see how that's going to look. But what Joseph Martinez has meant to Atlanta isn't going to change because of the way that it ended. I think we all wish that in these situations, you know, you get that last moment of the hero riding off into the sunset and being applauded and probably scoring a, a goal. We don't get the Kobe Bryant ending on the court very often. That was incredible to see him play the way he did in that last game for the Lakers. We don't see the John Elway ending, you know, lifting the trophy and, and riding off into the sunset. We just don't see that happen very often. And it's sad. I wish we did. I wish Joseph Martinez got that ending. Who knows? Maybe maybe he does down the line. You never know in professional sports. But what Joseph Martinez meant to Atlanta and soccer in the city, he's the most prolific goal scorer that soccer in Atlanta at any level has ever seen. He became a transcendent superstar for a brand new team. He was one of those stars that you didn't need to say his full name. A lot of times on, on the broadcasts, I didn't. He's just Joseph. He became one name. He's not Brazilian. He became one name because he was that big of a deal. And Joseph Martinez in 2018 and 2019 and 2017 too, uh, it, it was a little different 17. I think 2018, the MVP year, obviously winning MLS Cup winning the MLS MVP, winning every trophy that he possibly could. And 2019, where I thought he was so, so good and even more complete as a number nine in 2019. Those are years that are going to go down in, in Major League Soccer history as two of the best seasons from a forward ever, period. And it's going to be the same in Atlanta United history. That doesn't change with the way that it ended. I wish that it had ended differently. I do because of what Joseph meant to the city and to the club. And I'm looking forward to that day when either, again, you, you can't write this stuff, he returns at some point, or after his career is over and he can truly be honored. He will be honored this year when Inter-Miami comes to town. We know that. But when he can truly be honored, that will be a very special special moment. More about Joseph Martinez, more about Atlanta United, more Atlanta soccer tonight, coming up right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back to more of Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9, The Game, and the app, or on the Off the Woodwork podcast, if you're listening to this later. Monday nights, 11 p.m. This is our regular slot all season long for soccer tonight. Thanks to everybody who listened to our World Cup editions. And if you're missing Jessica, she'll be joining us from time to time talking about, I don't know, maybe a little bit of her beloved Charlotte FC, um, but all other things as we go, especially some Women's World Cup this summer with England as the defending Euro champs and the United States as the defending champs. We've got some special things coming for you this summer on Atlanta Soccer Tonight and 92.9 The Game. Yeah. All right. We're talking about Joseph Martinez in the last segment. Let's take a look at the Atlanta United depth chart as it currently stands. Forward is a bit of an issue. Uh, There's Jackson Conway. And that's it right now. Under MLS contract, that's it as a number nine. I don't expect that to be the case at opening day. What does the timeline look like for that? I, I honestly don't know. It's a weird window, this transfer window right now that is coming to a conclusion in some countries. The MLS window stays open. A reminder that I feel like you, you always need to keep in mind with this. MLS teams want to get their business done before the windows and the South Americans. And one to keep an eye on is Argentina, which closes uh, later this week because their league season starts next weekend. MLS teams want to get their business done before those other windows close. Now, MLS teams can add players after those other windows close because the MLS window stays open a good while. But teams aren't as willing to let players go, at least any player, even if the money's right, because they can't replace that player. Their window's closed. The MLS window's open. Keep that in mind. Your best shopping is done before the other windows close, which is about a week in most places, the end of the month. So Atlanta United's got some work to do because they need more help up top. Jackson Conway, I thought, actually had a really good year with Atlanta United, too. But he showed some of the things that had been lacking in his game. Is he ready to start 34 games in Major League Soccer? Probably not. Not for the level of production that you're going to need. So we will see forwards come into this team. Out wide, you have Luis Araujo. You have Derek Etienne Jr., who I'm really excited to see in this team. You have Edwin Mosquera, who I thought was a spark plug off the bench last year. You know, we saw the one start against NYC. That last game was kind of weird. I'm not going to put too much stock into that. Machope Chol, Eric Centeno, both on the roster. I think Chol is a lot closer to playing significant minutes in Major League Soccer. Centeno probably with Atlanta United, too. Again, he's still very young on a Generation Adidas deal. Eric Lopez is under contract. He has not been training. I'm not expecting to see Eric Lopez factor into the team this year. Central midfield. We know about Tiago Almada. El Mago. World Cup champion. Not a whole lot of players in the world can say that. There's 26 of them that can say it right now. And Tiago Almada playing for Atlanta United is one of those 26. Tyler Wolf is back. His loan was cut short in Belgium. Interesting. He's with the U20 national team right now, so he's not in camp with Atlanta United. He won't be available for Saturday's match. But Tyler Wolf is a player to keep an eye on. Mateus Hosechu, a Marcedic is back under contract. Franco Ibarra in more of the 8 and 10 roles and the more advanced central midfield roles. In the holding midfield, Santiago Sosa, Osvaldo Alonso, both under contract. Fullback Atlanta United's in great, great shape with Brooks Lennon, with Ronald Hernandez, with Caleb Wiley, with Andrew Gutman. You've got four players there that can start. You're going to start two more than likely, although there are going to be situations where maybe we see a Wiley as a winger or a Lennon as a winger. Yeah, absolutely. I think we could see that. We saw that versatility last year. Do we see three center backs with Andrew Gutman as a third center back? Potentially that ended up being a, a pretty nice uh, Jack of all trades situation that we saw from Andrew Gutman, a little bit of a wild card getting forward. These things will happen as the year goes on, but I think Gonzalo Pineda will want to play out of a four, three, three. 
That's two fullbacks. That's two center backs. There's three slash four center backs on the, the roster right now. Juan Oparata, Miles Robinson, Noah Cobb, who is now under a homegrown contract, joining the first team for 2023 and beyond, and Efrain Morales, who is away with Bolivia's U-20 national team at the Sudamericano U-20 championships. Cobb and Morales are both teenagers. Are they ready to contribute in MLS? I think Noah Cobb is. I think Noah Cobb can be in that George Campbell role as the third slash fourth center back. He's very young, but Noah Cobb, in my opinion, and it was great to hear Carlos Bocanegra say this uh, after the draft when we got a chance to chat with him. I agree with Carlos. Uh, Noah Cobb's the future U.S. men's national team center back if he continues on the trajectory that he's on. The, the sky is absolutely the limit for Noah Cobb. I, I cannot wait to see what he turns into. But you're not going to ask him to play and start a lot this year. I think I think Gonzalo Pineda trusts him if he's called upon, but I don't think you're going to ask him to start a lot. So that center back, you need help. You look at two positions that you need bodies. You need a starter at the number nine position, and you need depth at center back. I'm okay with Robinson and Parata as your two starters. Can you upgrade? Potentially. If you can, always. And you could upgrade in the central midfield too. If it's Hosechu, if it's Sadich, if it's Ibarra, I think all three bring very different things. Can you get somebody better? Potentially. Potentially. When you start looking at the priority list, number nine is the number one priority. We know that. The forward, the striker, the center forward. That's needed. Center back, I think, is the next priority because you've got to have some extra depth there. Central midfield, lesser priority, but can you upgrade? Yeah, I think you potentially can. I like the wide players in this team a lot. Araujo, Etienne, Gutman, Lennon. I think you can pencil in as the starters in the fullback and the wing positions. Folks, there's not going to be many teams in Major League Soccer that field better wide players than Atlanta United. Flat out. I know it's it's the the cool thing to do to, to say that everything is the sky's falling and everything's bad and, and nothing's good in this roster. And that's the cool thing to do. I understand that. Brooks Lennon could have been with the U.S. men's national team right now, but it's not a FIFA window. And I would assume, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would assume that it's better for Lennon to be with Atlanta United in preseason than to be with the U.S. men's national team for two somewhat meaningless games. Um, Andrew Gutman and his performances last year, man, if he got called into the U.S. men's national team, it would not surprise me. It really, truly would not. Um, Caleb Wiley is playing with the U.S. youth national teams. He's already in that trajectory. But Andrew Gutman, with the year he had last year, and Brooks Lennon had already pushed his way into this conversation. Luis Araujo, the spotlight is on him in 2023. No doubt about it. I, I thought there were so many opportunities late in the season for Luis Araujo to become a superstar in Major League Soccer and score big, meaningful early goals. He just couldn't pull it off. Got to pull it off this year. This is a massive year for Luis Araujo, who I think was a bit of a disappointment last year. I think Derek Etienne Jr. really suits this team, and I'm excited to see him fit into it. And Tiago Almada, I mean, come on. You guys know how I feel about Tiago Almada. I think pure talent. Best player in Major League Soccer. How long is he going to be in Atlanta? I don't know. Uh, there's not any significant conversations, at least in the media in Europe right now, about Tiago Almada going right now. I've always felt like the summer is the more likely one. So he's going to be exceedingly motivated to start this season. But Atlanta United has to think twofold. You need that number nine. You need depth at center back. You'd love to get an additional central midfielder if you can. And you have to prepare for that day that Tiago Almada is playing with a major European club because he will. And that day is coming faster than you would probably think or you would probably hope. It's going to happen. So you got to have that in mind. So you're already looking ahead to what might be available in the summer as a potential replacement for Tiago Almada. So that's the depth chart. That's the roster. We're going to talk a lot about that in preseason. But let's talk about what you're going to be looking for in the match on Saturday. If you're making that trip up I-75 to Findlay Stadium in Chattanooga, Tennessee, to see Chattanooga FC and Atlanta United face off. Pre-match coverage, 2.30 Saturday afternoon, kickoff about 3 o'clock. 
Um, I think when you look at this game, you're not going to learn a ton because it is the first preseason match for both teams. And Chattanooga FC had uh, open tryouts last week. Their season's further down the road. Their schedule's not out yet. So they're going to be makeshift. Atlanta United is going to be building fitness. So my guess is you'll see potential starters for about 45 minutes, maybe 30 in some cases, if they're not ready to quite go 45. And you're going to see a lot of rotation in the second 45. That's okay. This is about building your identity. And I think the things to look for, if you're going to be in the stands for this one, or I've, I've heard there's going to be a stream that Chattanooga FC is providing. So be on the lookout for that if you can't make it. But it's a short trip. I, it's a great stadium. I highly recommend it if you can make it. Watch how Atlanta United builds out of the back. Watch how they pass their way out of the back, break lines of pressure to then create numerical superiority going forward. You get past that first line of pressure, and you can create a 6v4, you can create an 8v6, you can create a 5v3. That's what you're looking to do. That's what Gonzalo Pineda will want to see out of his team in this game, especially in that first 45. Watch how they press. Watch how they try to force the opponent into bad parts of the field. Watch how they try to channel them either up against the touchline or channel them into the middle where you have bodies. It's going to be interesting to see how they decide to, to play that. Watch for a little more verticality when the opportunity is on. I think that's something that Derek Etienne Jr. really brings to this team. His speed, his ability to get in behind. You're going to look for that ball more than purely passing your way up the field and getting into those situations. You're going to skip the lines occasionally. You're going to be more unpredictable. And that's something to watch for in this game. On the Chattanooga side, watch for Damian Rodriguez and his brother Fabian. Two former stars from Dalton High School, two state champions, two very promising young talents. ChattanoogaFC.com for tickets. Atlanta United supporters are encouraged to buy tickets in Section 102. Have to end the segment with uh, talking about Anton Walks. It, it was a shock to the system last week that we lost Anton, um, a freak accident in Florida with Charlotte FC on preseason training. Charlotte FC is hosting a celebration of life for Anton tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. And I think they said it really, really well in that in their quote that Anton is an incredible father, friend, and teammate who shared his joy for football and life with all those around him. We ask that you join us in remembering the impact that he had on us all. Anton was one of the really good guys in the game, and it was a gut punch to get that news last week. Uh, we're all going to miss Anton. He was a big member of Atlanta United, and it's just it's it's really it, it was really the the worst news you could possibly imagine rest easy anton t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. When it comes to the world of soccer, we've got you covered. This is Atlanta Soccer Tonight with Jason Longshore. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer Tonight, live on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. I'm going to try in about 15 minutes to give you as thorough of an MLS preview as we can in that time constraint and with about a month to go before the season starts. All right, let's start with the League's Cup. This is an official CONCACAF competition. This is not what it used to be where it was, ah, we're not going to play our first choice guys. And, ah, it doesn't really matter. Ah. And it's not like the showcase games we saw last year either. This is a big deal. All the MLS teams, all the Liga MX teams are going to participate. It's a World Cup-style tournament. There's a group stage. There's knockout rounds. You got four regions, 77 games, all going to be in MLS stadiums throughout the U.S. and Canada. Another thing about this tournament, no draws. Both teams get a point if it's tied at the end of 90 minutes. Then you're going to have a penalty shootout. If you win the shootout, you get a bonus point. That matters because the top two teams from each group will advance out of three. 32-team knockout tournament after that. This thing is going to be crazy. I, I, I know a lot of people are like, eh, I don't really know if I care about this and whatever, and uh, it's going to take a break from the season. I, I know. I get it. You start getting some big games in this tournament, it, it's going to grow in importance. I think it's going to be a big hit straight out of the gate this year. But give it a little bit of time, and, and I think this is going to turn in to a really special event worldwide. And I, I will say it now on January 23rd, 2023, that in the next five years, you will see a copycat League's Cup somewhere in the world. Maybe it's Netherlands and Belgium. I don't know. You're going to see somebody do this. It will happen. There will be a copycat. MLS and League MX are going to be out in front of this thing. The third place winner and the two teams that make the final qualify for the next CONCACAF Champions League. Big deal. And the League's Cup champion goes straight to the round of 16 in the CONCACAF Champions League as well. That's getting revamped. I don't even want to get into that right now. We'll get into that next year when that thing is so totally different. Hopefully Atlanta United's in it. Atlanta's in the South Region Group 3. They will face hosts enter Miami, so Atlanta and Miami will play in Fort Lauderdale. Atlanta United will also face Cruz Azul. And be on the lookout for some announcements about how all of this is going to go in terms of schedule, in terms of days, those sorts of things. But Atlanta United, enter Miami, Cruz Azul, Two to three, go into the 32-team knockout tournament. So, off-season roundup for MLS. Defending champions LAFC, one of the craziest finals we have ever seen where they beat Philadelphia. Carlos Vela is back. See if he's 100%. That's always a question when it comes to Vela. Gareth Bale, not back. I think he's going to be back in the LA area, though. I think he's in the, uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. You know, now he can just play golf all the time. He doesn't have to have that you know, golf and Wales or Wales and golf. I can't remember the order and Madrid was last. Now it's just golf, golf, golf. So Gareth Bale will be out in the area. Maybe he'll just hang out. I don't know. Aaron Long joins LAFC as a free agent. That might be one of the biggest acquisitions in the league this year. Philadelphia has been busy too. They're rumored to be adding Joaquin Torres from Montreal. That could be announced tomorrow. He's not a typical Philly kind of player. I'm curious to see what that looks like. They added Carlos Perea from Orlando. He is a Philly kind of player. He's replacing Paxton Aronson, who's now with Eintracht Frankfurt of the Bundesliga. Seattle Sounders, big story coming up very soon. They are in the FIFA Club World Cup. February 4th, the Sounders will play the winner of Al-Akli from Egypt, the African Champions League runners-up. Alak Lee will play Auckland City, the Oceans, obviously from New Zealand. Alak Lee and Auckland City play February 1st. The winner of that will play Seattle on February 4th. The winner of that will play in the semifinal of the FIFA Club World Cup against this little neighborhood club you might have heard of called Real Madrid. Can you imagine? Seattle and Real Madrid? Seattle's got to get past somebody first. That's not going to be a walkover either. But Seattle in a meaningful game, not a friendly, not a ha-ha fun, happy time, let's play some kids in the second half, yippee. No, no, no. In a meaningful game, that could happen here in the next couple of weeks. 
It's insanity. It's amazing. That's why an MLS team winning CONCACAF Champions League was so big. Big deal. Big deal for Seattle, in my opinion, is Joao Paulo. Is he the Joao Paulo we saw before? Or is he the Joao Paulo who looks like he's coming back from an ACL tear? If he's the Joao Paulo that we saw before, even most of that guy, Seattle will be just fine. Seattle will be fine. But Joao Paulo is critical for them. Big additions around the league. One is a new team, St. Louis City, joining the league in the Western Conference. Uh, they will be a Red Bull slash Philadelphia slash Cincinnati press. We don't want the ball. We're going to give you the ball and we're going to chase you and harass you into turnovers kind of a team. At least that's going to be the first idea. Will they be maybe a little bit more of the San Jose teams that we saw under Matias Almeida that pressed and that was a big part of their identity, but they did want the ball. St. Louis is going to be closer to a Philadelphia. That's what I'm expecting anyway. The players that we're seeing them sign kind of suit that. Indiana Vasilev from South Georgia, now with St. Louis City. They're going to be another team that's difficult to play. Atlanta United will play them in a closed-door scrimmage the last game of preseason, um, an opportunity to kind of fine-tune things for Atlanta United before the opener. They don't play them during the regular season. I'll take that. I'm, I'm, I'm being the pressing not soccer playing teams. And when I say soccer playing, I'm talking about wanting the ball. I, I'm not a big fan, as you know, if you've listened to me before, of the teams that don't want the ball. I love teams that want the ball. St. Louis will be a team that doesn't necessarily want the ball. One of the other big additions is because St. Louis is in the league now, Nashville is Eastern Conference. And Nashville's pretty good. So they're a tough team now in the East. Ake Loba will not be joining them in the East. He is back in Liga MX. That designated player move just didn't work. It all hit, folks. Sometimes it all looks right on paper, and it doesn't hit. Ake Loba is one of those times. Can Walker Zimmerman and Hani Mukhtar continue carrying this team, or do we start to see some regression at some point for Nashville? Dax McCarty getting older. Annabelle Godoy getting older. Hmm. Goalkeeper started to be an issue for them too. So I'm I'm a little concerned that they haven't upgraded maybe in some spots that I think they're getting a little long in the tooth or stale. We'll see what Nashville has for the Eastern Conference. They're going to be a tough team to break down. We know that much. Orlando busy in this offseason. They've added a player that I like from Godoy Cruz in Martin Ojeda. He's going to join that front three. Facundo Torres still in that group. Erchankara has to give them more. I thought he was a bit of a disappointment last year. Facundo Torres, there were some rumors early on. Arsenal has been linked with Torres. Not going to happen right now. Torres and Almada are kind of in that same situation. If they have a big start to the year, the talk is going to really heat up in the summer on them. Uh, Fabrizio Romano today, Orlando add Ramiro Enrique from Bonfield and an Icelandic national team midfielder, Dagger Toralsson. I, I know I butchered that for the Icelandic folks out there. I apologize. I'm trying. Dagger Dan Toralsson. He is a national team player for Iceland. Weird locker room that Orlando is, is constructing. Very Latin, but then Iceland in the mix. Okay. Uh, another big addition. Will leaving Montreal, joining Columbus. He will make Columbus better. One of the best coaches in the league. They're also going to have Cucho Hernandez for a full season. Columbus will be a team in the East to watch. Got to watch Montreal as well. They've lost a lot, but they hired Hernan Losada, who we saw last. Well, last, last, we heard a lot of people griping about his methods in D.C. Uh, we saw him last on the touchline for D.C. United before he was let go. A lot of conversation about how he worked afterwards, but he has been hired in Montreal. He will be a Bielsa kind of coach. That's his his kind of ideal style is what we saw from Marcelo Bielsa at a Leeds, you know, at other stops along the way. Athletic Bilbao. I, I think you'd love if, if you're if you're Losada, you'd love to see your team play that way. That means you do want the ball, but you will press like maniacs to get it back. Very tough to play against. Never 
all the way hit in D.C. with that. We'll see if it does in Montreal. Toronto's added Matt Hedges. They have a top center back now. Can he shore things up? Mm, I think there's a lot more to do there. Enzo Copetti is joining Charlotte up top. He had a, a great couple of years for Rossing in Argentina. Scored a boatload of goals last year. Rossing took the league title race to the wire against Boca Juniors. It didn't end well for Copetti there. I want to see if he can continue this momentum because he'd been a little bit of a journeyman before these last couple of years where he really lit it up. Jossie Zardis is now in Austin. Can Josh Wolf get the best out of him? Wolf was his assistant in Columbus when Greg Berhalter got a lot of good things out of Jossie Zardis. If Jossie Zardis starts hitting, Austin could be even better this year. And they were one of the best teams in the league last year. It's like an addition for Sporting Kansas City to get Alan Polito and Gotti Kinda back from season-ending injuries, just like it is for Atlanta to get Brad Kazan and Miles Robinson back from those season-ending injuries. Sometimes those can be the biggest additions. Rather than going out deep into the market, spending a whole bunch of money, sometimes it's just getting guys back. That can be a big, big deal. I think it will be for both Atlanta and Kansas City. Some of the subtractions around the league you have to keep an eye on as well. New York City, big roster turnover since winning MLS Cup in 2021. I know this is a, a sore subject for a lot of Atlanta United fans, but see, it's not just Atlanta that this happens to. New York City, you go back and look at the MLS Cup winning lineup in December of 2021. They're probably only going to have three of those players in their roster to start 2023. Sean Johnson, not likely to come back at New York City. They're rumored to be getting Matt Freeze from Philadelphia. Johnson rumored to be joining Toronto, which would be a big help to their defense. Only three guys from just a couple of years ago in that starting lineup. Maxi Morales, he just won the Argentine Super Cup with Rossing. Santiago Rodriguez looks to be playing in Brazil. Callens is now signed with Girona. In La Liga, he'll be playing with Dati Castellanos there. It's a lot of big faces gone from New York City. A couple of big faces gone from Chicago as well. John Duran, a striker from Colombia that I really liked last season. Big, strong, powerful, tough to get off the ball, very skilled. Reported $22 million that Chicago can bank from Aston Villa. 19 years old. Chicago committed to him when he was very young. He had to spend his, his 17th year on earth, still playing in Columbia, came to Chicago at 18, and really started to blossom as the year went on. And we already knew that Gaga Salonina was going to Chelsea. That's a reported $15 million deal. You add in uh, Shemeshwav Frankowski going to Lynn in France. You add in Mihailovic moving from Montreal to Azed Alkmaar. And Chicago's going to get some money from that. About $40 million in recent transfer fees for Chicago. But how are they going to spend that? Ben Olsen's in Houston. Luchi Gonzalez is in San Jose. All kinds of crazy things going on around MLS. We will get you ready for the season as we get closer to it. About a month away. Don't forget, we'll have all the matches for Atlanta United all season long. All competitions on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Coming up next... The segment we're going to close out every show with, the 343. Find out what that is in five minutes on 929 The Game and the Odyssey app. It's time to wrap up tonight's show with the 343. Three, four, three. Three local stories, four headlines from around the world, and three things that made you smile about the game. Atlanta Soccer Tonight is on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Welcome back, Atlanta Soccer tonight on 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. It's time for the 3-4-3. You guys have seen teams play a 3-4-3. It, it takes a high soccer IQ. It also takes a team to be in sync. So I'm going to try to feed your soccer IQ in this segment every week. and Hopefully, it will all sync up and fit. So the three local stories you need to know this week. Number one, high school soccer season starting this week. Scrimmages, I think some teams are playing official games, non-region that count this week. But the high school soccer season starts this week with games and will end the first week in May with the state championships 
at McEachern High School and also at Mercer University. I'm excited. I'll be back calling the state championships again for NFHS, probably down in Macon. I always look forward to that every year. And there's so much talent, not even just in the metro Atlanta area, but all over the state. And we're going to be talking about it on Prep Sports Nation here on 92.9 The Game. We're going to have some game broadcasts and high school soccer talk on our Soccer Down Here network as well. So be on the lookout for all of that. When you talk high school soccer in the state of Georgia, our number two local story you need to know, Carl Bostic is being inducted into two different Hall of Fames coming up in the first half of the year. The Georgia Athletic Directors Association Hall of Fame in March and the Georgia Athletic Coaches Association Hall of Fame in June. Carl Bostic is a legend in Gwinnett County at Parkview High School. Parkview, across all sports, won 44 state championships during his tenure as an athletic director. He won five state championships as a boys soccer coach, 1993, 94, 97, 98, 2001. Mentioned Josh Wolf earlier, head coach of Austin FC. He was part of some of those state championship wins for Carl Bostic at Parkview. Also, Jason Moore, another great legend from Atlanta area soccer on those teams, along with so many other talented players. Bostic finished his career at Parkview. State runner-up three times also. 302 wins, 60 losses, five draws. A legend in high school coaching in any sport, let alone high school soccer. He will be inducted into two different halls of fame later this year. Number three, local story you need to know. Chris Duvall, one of the good guys in the game, played for us at the Atlanta Silverbacks Reserves, played at Wake Forest, also youth with Concord Fire, went to high school at the Wesleyan School, he has started his coaching career, retired last year after an eight-year pro career in MLS. He has joined St. Louis City 2 in MLS Next Pro. I think Chris Duvall is always one of the, the really inquisitive guys with the Silverbacks reserves when I got to, to see him a little bit. So I'm excited to see him as a coach. I love seeing guys like Wolf and now Duvall, who grew up in Atlanta, go on and get that professional coaching experience. All right, let's move to the four. Four headlines from around the world. There were so many to choose from this week, but here's the four I went with. One today, Frank Lampard out as manager of Everton. Marcelo Bielsa is being floated as a possible replacement. I have some serious questions about him choosing to join a club with such a dysfunctional leadership situation like Everton. Wayne Rooney's been mentioned. He's a little busy at the moment. He's preparing D.C. United for a preseason game tomorrow against the L.A. Galaxy out in California. If D.C. loses Wayne Rooney this quickly to Everton because Everton's falling apart and they hire a former legend from the club this time and bring Rooney in, oh, man. It's the last thing D.C. needs at the moment, but it feels very D.C. United if Wayne Rooney leaves them in preseason to take up the sinking ship that is Everton at the moment. Sorry, Everton fans, but you guys know it's bad right now. It's also bad for Juventus. Number two story, financial improprieties. Juventus has been docked 15 points in Serie A, and they might have more punishment coming. This might not even be all of it. The company that in terms of the, the control of this, and it's all complicated and it's Italian law and you're getting into how they've, they, they filed things in terms of taxes and, and when this was paid and when this wasn't paid and how much was paid. And it, it's a mess. They've been under investigation for a while. They say their accounting is in line with industry standards. The Italian authorities disagreed. Uh, they're docked the 15 points now. Now there could be an appeal. But there could be more penalties because they've, they're also alleged to have agreed to pay players back most of what they put down on the books as wage cuts during the, the pandemic issues where they didn't have fans in the stands or they weren't playing games. So the accounting is alleged to be very off with all of that. Cristiano Ronaldo's salary is a big part of this during his time at Juventus. There's a court hearing in March. Andrea Agnelli, the former chairman of the club who stepped down, the whole board stepped down. 
Agnelli could be sent to trial for this. 11 other people and the club itself could face, well, the club itself isn't going to go to jail. The people would, but the club itself could be relegated. There's talk that they could be forced into relegation beyond the point deductions that they could just be dropped. It's a mess. And we just don't see stuff like this very often. And we have not gotten to the bottom of it just yet. Story number three you need to know worldwide. Two big wins for the U.S. women's national team in New Zealand last week. I don't know. There had been a little bit of a, a weird vibe around the USWNT going into the World Cup year. You know, the competition wasn't the greatest. These are outside of FIFA windows. But two wins. You only allowed one shot on goal in the two games. Really good momentum for the U.S. Women's National Team ahead of the She Believes Cup next month. I thought Rose Lavelle and Mallory Swanson, yes, Swanson, former Mallory Pugh, Dansby Swanson, Mallory Swanson, that's what she's going by now. They stood out in these games. I, I thought Swanson was amazing, and it was great to see her back at her best because it felt like her game had kind of dropped off a little bit. I also liked seeing Rose Lavelle play a little bit deeper in the midfield. That was very cool to see and opens up a lot of possibilities when the U.S. is at full strength. If you can play Lavelle as an eight and play a 10 and play wingers and play a forward, Lavelle making the late runs against teams that are going to sit deep and, and try to frustrate you, that gets really interesting. Her, her back heel by the way, it was awesome. Trinity Rodman, I thought, was also very, very good. And I thought she made a great case for being part of this team going forward. So the She Believes Cup will be a better test, but two good wins for the U.S. women's national team. And like I said before, we are going to have some very cool content for you coming up, both on the radio and on podcast, about the Women's World Cup later this year from Australia and New Zealand. Fourth story you need to know, and it's bumped a couple others because it happened today, and it was crazy. Aberdeen, our good friends in Scotland, fifth place in the Scottish Premiership. In the Scottish Cup, like our U.S. Open Cup, like the FA Cup in England, big-time tournament, one of the oldest competitions in the world. They were facing sixth-tier Darville FC. That would be like a team... We don't really have an equivalent. It'd be kind of like a team in the Atlanta District Amateur Soccer League beating Orlando in the U.S. Open Cup. It's kind of like that equivalent. But Darville FC beat Aberdeen this afternoon 1-0, one of the biggest surprises in the history of the competition. I think it is the biggest gap in league placement for a winner and a loser that we have ever seen. In the interview, and this just tells you everything you need to know about Darville FC. In the interview with the BBC afterwards, uh, Jordan Kirkpatrick, who scored the, the winning goal, took a little bit of a deflection. Nobody cares. Uh, the the 2,000 or 2,500 people that were crammed into what looked like an open park that is Darville FC's stadium, they're going nuts. They didn't care if it deflected or not. But Jordan Kirkpatrick was asked about the celebrations that were sure to be commencing pretty soon after this game ended. And he said he needed to call his boss because he needed to make sure he could get tomorrow off of work. <laughs> That's the team that beat Aberdeen today. It's been a rough time for the Dons right now. And there's a lot of pressure on Jim Goodwin, their manager. He is still their manager as of now. I don't know if that's tenable with uh, a 5-0 loss to Hearts in league and then this 1-0 loss to a sixth-tier team in the Cup. It's tough to come back from. We'll see what's next for Aberdeen. Three things that make you smile. This is how we're going to end every show. And there's always more than three things about the game every week that can make you smile. But you have to keep these things in mind, even if you're an Aberdeen fan right now. I know it's hard to if you're an Aberdeen fan right now. Um, the game can frustrate us. The game can drive us crazy. We all know that, but there's always things about it that make you smile. Here's the three for me this week. And two of them are, are kind of connected. It's just two teams that I like to watch play Napoli in Serie A, who is kind of running away with things a little bit. Uh, Victor Osimhen, what a player, this team, just the way they play, it feels like every pass is about five yards. Every pass short. So, one, if you're going to look at the probability of completing a five-yard pass 
versus a 50-yard pass, you're probably going to complete more five-yard passes, right? Two, if you're passing like that, a tight network of passes, all your players are grouped together. So when the ball turns over, you've got the numerical advantage in winning the ball back. And Napoli does this to perfection. Luciano Spalletti, uh, he's a character as a manager, by the way. I love what he is doing with Napoli. They're just a fun team to watch, and they're probably going to win Serie A. I, I might have just jinxed them, and I'm sorry if I did. The other team that's a lot of fun to watch right now in some different ways, but some similarities, is Brighton. Brighton, you wondered when Graham Potter left for Chelsea how they would handle things. It went and got Roberto De Zerbi, who is kind of the like hipster band that there's a subset of people who really love and most people don't get it. De Zerbi's kind of that as a manager. But man, I think people are starting to get it. And he's so fun to watch. Um, great interview with Adam Lalana last week talking about playing for Deserby and just how much he loves playing for him, excited about going to train every day, and he's learning every day. Lalana's going to be a great coach, by the way. Keep that in mind. That's another prediction I'll, I'll give you now. But Brighton is a fun team to watch. They have no business being where they are in the table for the size of the club, for what they've lost, for what they still might lose in this win. Uh, Chelsea's coming in for Moises Caicedo, reportedly. They're also going after Enzo Fernandez and whoever else they can possibly get and spend tons and tons uh, of Todd Bowley's money. But Brighton is a really, really fun team. Looking for teams you don't have an emotional attachment to that you just want to enjoy the soccer, Napoli and Brighton. Two teams that always put a smile on my face. And the last one for me, and it kind of ties into a game later this week, Alejandro Zendejas, his performance for Club America on the weekend. An assist, assist, and what a goal for Zendejas. Plays for Club America, hasn't been the best start for the Aguilas. Immediately hops on the plane, comes to the U.S., joins U.S. men's national team camp. He will play on Wednesday against Serbia, late night kick out on the West Coast. Then he'll Club America for their match this weekend. Alejandro Zendejas. Puts a smile on your face. What a player. Napoli and Brighton, put a smile on your face. What teams? This show puts a smile on my face. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We'll be back next Monday, 11 o'clock, 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey app. Atlanta soccer tonight. Adios, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.